to show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Off the Mats Podcast. And my voice is a little dimmed and down right now because the time change even though we got an extra hour it still threw me off so whatever uh, it, it's fine it's fine guys it's fine so on this episode i'm going to be welcoming back a friend to the podcast Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt and now youtube bjj news Anchor. I'm gonna call you a news anchor. <laughs> uh Mr. Chad the Dad Myers. How's it going, Chad? Welcome back, man. How you feeling? Good. I'm feeling good. Uh yeah, and an anchor. That's an interesting word for it, but yeah, that I maybe. <laughs> yeah, I I'm not even sure. I don't know what news anchors. I guess this those are just the folks in front giving yeah. us the news. So sure. <laughs> so yeah, um I decided that there is a vacuum in the market for like a centralization for BJJ news and someone just to talk to people about BJJ concepts, BJJ philosophy. Like you can go anywhere and get a thousand BJJ techniques. I can uh, watch 20 different people demonstrate the same exact like straight ankle lock defense. But I don't think that is actually when you get to the higher level, one of the biggest things about technique is obviously very important, but I think jujitsu philosophy is actually like strategy. You know what I mean? Like how you strategize your game is actually what the best people in the sport are doing, how to strategize. And uh, so I decided to try to fill that market, fill that empty space in the jujitsu community. And it seems to be going pretty well already, but I call it uh, Chad the Dad BJJ. And there's plenty of YouTube names called Chad the Dad. But if you do Chad the Dad BJJ, then I'll pop up. But I'm trying to take over the name Chad the Dad. So I had still off the mats when I started <laughs> the podcast. There were, I want to say, there were three yoga podcasts called Off the Mats, and there was a wrestling or possibly jujitsu show called off the mats. And I was like, man, <laughs> like, I don't have any other names to go with, dude. Actually, we got the name because I put it up on Instagram and people voted on it. And oh, okay. the second place name, I really wasn't feeling. So I was <laughs> like, like, I don't want to drop to the second place name. So, hey, man, look, you, sometimes you got to go in there and, and just snatch up, you know, the name by really making an impact. You know, I, you know, I've looked at a couple episodes and the, the one thing that I took from it is, yeah, it wasn't like your typical, you know, you go on and it's just someone explaining techniques or explaining, you know, what to do, you know, or how to, you know, make this adjustment. It was really kind of a, a viewpoint of, you know, just in general, when it comes to, how do I explain this? Running, for instance, it's easy to say run straight, <laughs> run straight. 
yes, you do run straight. You want to okay. win the race by running straight. But you also have to have a form with that run. Yeah. And that form is a little different for everyone. So I feel like what I get from you when I'm listening, and also not just, you know, in, in the sense of jujitsu and its principle, but also just kind of opinions about what's going on in the community. Because mm. I think that's a big one. The most recent episode that, that I've seen, I haven't listened to it yet, but talking about um, steroids in the sport. Yeah. And then that that was big. I was like, okay, I got to bookmark this because I want to come back to it. Uh, but, you know, I think these are things that, you know, people don't, you know, we just see quick little clips on Instagram. Right. You know, somebody might have an opinion about it. Or, you know, you might get an article from um, BJJ Eastern European. Or Eastern, right. Eastern Europe, not European. Eastern Europe. And, you know, it's like having this format and or having these, you know, opinions and thoughts put out there kind of in a video format much like the news i think is perfect because there's not anything out there that i saw that's doing what you're doing right now yeah um i would completely agree with that where exactly how you put it it's there's definitely a vacuum in the bjj community and so i more than anything i want a channel that captures the brazilian jiu-jitsu community and um you know i'm pretty much like a nobody compared you know like i'm not craig jones i'm not uh gordon ryan so they get to make a podcast about just them you know what i mean and people they're so popular that they just talk about them and stories about them and people are wanting to listen because people seem to really enjoy famous people doing normal things right and <laughs> we're in this weird place in the jujitsu world where they're celebrity-esque but you can still go up and talk to them it's you know what i mean like you can go and train like you have access to them like i don't have access to like tom cruise i just can't like walk up to tom cruise and be like yo you want to do an interview you know what i mean it wouldn't happen but with yeah. these bjj guys you can just go up and be like hey can i get an interview with you and they're still at the level where it's like uh they're flattered like yeah I would love yeah you want to do an interview with me sure that's great but they're they're not unaccessible at the same time so i want i saw that opportunity and i started doing that yeah, that's one thing i used to explain to my friends when i started and it became apparent to me it was like oh my god like the stars in the sport they're accessible like, yeah i could try and it, like gordon ryan wasn't gordon ryan that we know at the time Right. I think at that time, you know, we're talking about um, Andre Gaval, um, uh, Gabby Garcia was, you know, kind of now climbing at that point, things like that. So it's like, oh, you know, these are people, you know, that I know teammates who've gone and trained with them. And it wasn't a big deal in the sense of like, you know, oh, my God, I'm a celebrity. It was like, oh, you know, they're accessible. They're, they're like there are these, you know, black belts that that are big name that. They have an academy and oh my God, they're, they're teaching right now. <laughs> like, holy shit. So right. yeah, I, I definitely see that, uh, you know, especially for you and, you know, just kind of with your personality uh, and being outgoing in, in that, in that fashion, it's like, oh, you can definitely pull this and, and really uh, make it something special. And also again, you know, when, when you're covering uh, information, 
it's you know people you're keeping us engaged it's not just like you're sitting there reading from a piece of paper just you know okay so this week <laughs> on the mats the da 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 blase yeah. you know it's like there's actually like you know personality behind what you're talking about because you're actually talking about it from your experience from your you know from your opinion and your thoughts uh-huh. on it so it's there yeah it's been pretty cool and um i've been you know i work really close closely with x marshall and x marshall has been growing in the sport pretty rapidly um and they're actually considering having me do like more x marshall stuff so they actually like want me to do their show so we'll see i want to i i don't know how it's going to go but they might actually have it where I like take my show and like turn it off and then continue it on the X Marshall channel. We'll see how that goes. So if you ever look up Chad the Dad BJJ on YouTube and it's not there, go check out X Marshall and I'm probably doing it on X Marshall. Uh, but X Marshall is wanting to do pretty big things and I don't want to say too much about it, but they're considering wrapping me up in that. So just by doing something that was unique and growing and people seem to be interested in uh was caught the eye of like even some pretty cool people in the jujitsu community but yeah i i love doing the channel it's really easy and organic i don't feel weird doing it when i tried to do other content in the past like i would do skits and stuff uh sometimes it would be feel kind of like forced but i was like you just got to keep doing it this is like really organic it feels natural uh, I like talking about like jujitsu, meta jujitsu. I like talking about uh, strategy, philosophy, theory, and even more than I like talking about technique. And, um, you know, like when there is generals in war, they weren't sitting around talking about how you swing, you know, like your sword or throw a spear. Like that was left down to like the tactics. You know what I mean? Generals were saying, like, we absolutely cannot, like, let, let this left flank, you know, fall and so on and so forth. Uh, and I think strategy, I, I'm very, like, I'm very big on strategy, but I think strategy wins war. But I also think information and logistics wins wars. So, like, when you look at, like, Russia right now, Russia completely lost the logistics game. And regardless of having more soldiers, maybe higher technology, this, that, the other thing, they lot they're losing. They should have just like taken over Ukraine in a day, but uh, it was logistics and information strategy. And I'm a huge, huge proponent of that. And so when you look at uh, chess and you look at anything that is like based in strategy or space based in like logistics, like uh you're gonna have to evaluate extremely deeply and so i really like talking about that i really like evaluating it and digging deep into it and what's really cool about having an audience when what's really cool about having an audience everybody who's going to watch my channel is probably going to be involved in bjj some way shape or form i don't think i'm going to have any fans besides all the ladies who think I'm just good looking and want to just look at me. But so I'm probably going to have zero fans that don't do jujitsu. And so when I'm talking to these people about strategy and stuff, 
they get to like reflect internally and internalize that as well. So it's a very unique thing. Like uh, when you have like football or I know plenty of people are huge football fans that never played football or maybe played like a couple times in uh, like middle school or something, but they're just fans of sports watching it. You don't really have that in jujitsu. You don't really have too many people who are fans of just watching jujitsu. You know, uh, everybody who is a the entire it's a cult in the way that everybody who supports it is involved in it. You know what I mean? So anyway, it, it's really cool because it's a it's a fun niche and no one is expressing things to them in the way that uh, they internalize it. So uh, I know that was like a long-winded thing, but it feels very satisfying. You know what I mean? I guess would be the word uh, to be able to do something I absolutely love. And then I know that my audience can relate because they're the ones who are trying to execute that or they're trying to experience it. And I feel like not like a therapist, but what, what, what's the word like, uh, like, a counselor yeah maybe because it's like it's not i'm not telling you how to do your school work i'm not helping you with your math i'm helping with your overall like well-being towards you know like education and with this it's like i want to help people with their overall experience in the culture of jujitsu or experience in their martial arts journey rather than just being like oh your armbar is not working because you're like grabbing here and putting pressure there instead of here you know what I mean? And so, yeah, I I like it. I like it a lot. And the original vision of the channel has changed a little bit, but I think I found a really good, uh, like, valley or channel. There we go. I found a really good alley that to express that. So people seem to like it. it seems to be new. And what I'm not nervous about, but I bet a lot of people are going to jump on this train. So I just want to be the first person. <laughs> well, absolutely. And like my coach always says, be first. You know? Right. It's like you're standing there looking like, you know, what do I do? What do I do? Get your grips. Like, <laughs> no. like now you know to get your grips. Now be the first one to get your grips. And, and that's the same thing here. You you know, be first. Um, yeah. Look at it. Like you said, it's like you're like a, a jujitsu guidance counselor of sorts. In. <laughs> uh, and I think that's, you know, we go to our, you know, as we're training, you know, we might go to our coaches, we might go to teammates, you know, sometimes you might be in a, a spot where you might be absolutely new and you have that anxiety about even doing that in your own gym. You know, you just, some people just go there and train. I definitely was that guy, just go there and train. But then you get this, this option here now to, you know, as you're kind of floating around through YouTube or, you know, any of these uh, avenues and then you, you know, catch wind of someone kind of explaining principles and, and mm -hmm. ideals, you know, to what we're doing here. And, you know, like you're saying, like with football or, or, you know, many sports, baseball, basketball, football, whatever it may be, pro wrestling, even, you know, people watch those as spectator sports or activities and may have never participated in it. You know, I'd like to think at some point down the line, jujitsu may hit that. I don't know. I mean, yeah. It's, it's kind of, 
<laughs> it's a tough sell, I think, sometimes. My daughter was just watching wrestling with me, and she was like, oh, what's this? She thought it was jujitsu. She got excited. And I was like, well, what are they doing? I was like, it's grappling, baby. Like, oh, okay. And she put her headphones back on. I was like, yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> so, you know, it, it we've we got a ways to go, but, you know, uh, captivating our, our uh, community with, with, you know, your wisdom and your voice, I think, you know, is a good first step. And, you know, with there not being anyone in this pocket so far, it, it's always interesting to be the first because then it's like others see, okay, well, they're doing it this way. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I build off of that? Or in some cases, how do I mimic that? Right. You know, how do I do exactly what they're doing? It's like, which I think sometimes could get dangerous because it's like, well, why copy them? They're like they're already doing it like this way mm-hmm. and they've got an audience and they'll copy them. But you know, you do have a unique opportunity to kind of like be a trendsetter of sorts with, with this, this, uh, uh, media. So that's good. Um, um yeah, I'm excited about it for sure. I, I think if other people do it, like I want, it's like a weird selfish, like crossroads, right? Cause I want people to do it because I want the sport to grow. You know what I mean? I want people to uh, get better uh, with their understanding of jujitsu on a deeper, you know, strategic level. Uh, however, like at the same time, I was like, what if somebody famous starts doing this and just totally freaking throws me <laughs> out of like the game. But uh, I think I've been looking at a lot of things lately, like language learning, uh, you know, shows and uh, like on YouTube or uh, there's even been like red pilling shows that have been getting really popular, but people doing the same exact thing, but both growing like together. And even though they kind of like have uh, a little bit of a uh, competitive, you know, in nature, but they're actually really supporting each other because the more each one of them grows the suggested channel goes to the other person who's doing it you know what i mean so yeah. the algorithm might actually be helping so i'm kind of like conflicted because i was like but you're right maybe just be the first because if their show starts to grow i might be the uh show that are you know what's it called where it's like they suggest it like a suggested video because i was doing it first you know so we'll see oh i i think about couple years back when we started a second second podcast my buddy and i and <clears throat> you know he's listened to the show he's like dude i, I think i want to start a podcast too and i was like and i tell everyone dude mm-hmm. do it absolutely do it like just and at least give it a try three episodes give right. it a try so and my co-host actually got a little upset about it because it was like well, no, I don't like, no, because if he does a podcast, he's going to take our idea. And I was like, well, dude, we are already 25 episodes deep. Yeah. So that's not even an issue, number one. And number two, like, also with, you know, like, well, you look at like Joe Rogan, Tom Segura, you know, all, all of them that are buddies. They do, you know, well, Joe Rogan does his podcast and he has his friends on there silly but he also has like professors on he has fighters Mm -hmm. on and stuff like that tom segura on the other hand is you know they they get silly on their show 
yeah. uh, Brennan Schaub and Brian Callen, you know, they have guests on their show. And and the thing is, it's like they're all friends. They all support each other and they're all growing, right? you know, with each other. And that's what, you know, I try to tell my, my co-host is like, you know, somebody else does something similar to us. That's actually probably something that's going to help us to be quite yeah. honest. You know, you can, you know, cross promote with each other, stuff like that. So, you know, even with you being first and let's say somebody comes along next and then someone after that, I mean, yeah, the algorithm is probably going to still suggest you because yeah, you were there first, but mm-hmm. also one would think, you know, okay, Hey, we're watching Chad's show. That's pretty cool. Like, let's ask, you know, some, some advice, you know, like, mm-hmm. let's, let's work together. And at least yeah. that's how I always look at things. It's like, if someone is doing a similar podcast to me, you know, I try to get them on my show and then like try to promote them. Let's try to promote each other. Uh, like, you know, my philosophy is always, you know, help, help each other instead of saying, okay, well, he's got a similar show to me. Let me go on my show and talk shit about him. <laughs> and then try to like point all the flaws knowing damn well, I got all the same flaws, <laughs> but you know, it, it's like, look, let's just grow together. And I think, you know, your show, you know, how it's been going, what, uh, three weeks now, roughly I, a month. Yeah. I would say a month or so. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, being in the spot that you're in right now, you've got a head start. Yeah. You know, you got, you got a hell of a head start and, it, and not even just the ideal of a head start, but I mean, right now you're the only one. So, you know, I look forward to just seeing the channel grow. And if it goes with X Marshall to, to something, you know, um, on a broader, like uh promotional scale, mm-hmm. you know, even better, you know, you, you, your audience is going with you. So, and then you're going to pick up more. So, you know, this all is really awesome and, and exciting, you know, from an outside perspective, especially. Right. Yeah. I, it's exciting. And like, the thing is like, you've been with me since I like started my growth. So it's like the bigger I get, the more I'm going to promote you. You know what I mean? So it's when you have people who are like in the similar, similar realm, like it might not be competitive, it actually might be complimentary. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you, I don't know how to express this, but like, is a word like elated about the future? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I am so stoked about the potential of all of this. And I think the more I talk about it, like even just talking about it here with you, I really believe that it's like going to be a successful channel. And as you were saying, like uh, you're, the last like co-host that you had, I was like a little bit jealous. I think people have to realize that there's this guy named, I'm going to back up. So there's this guy named Terrence McKenna. Do you know of him? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So a little bit of, you know, a mushroom taking hippie, but he was pretty enlightened when it came to viewing the world in a certain way. But one of the things that he said that stuck with me is that right now, especially like in the United States and a lot of the Western world, and as you know, it's come to take over the world, we're learning how to consume our culture rather than creating a culture. And, uh, you know, we just hear what's on TV, you know, and like that becomes our culture. And we hear what's on um, 
you know, the news are like our political channels. And that's kind of what I believe he was referring to is like, we're learning what to do. Like we're learning what is pop culture. We're learning what is this. And we kind of like take on who we want to most be like, rather than creating our own. And what I like about the internet and jujitsu and the baby they've made of this BJJ culture online is like, I think we have really created a unique culture. You know what I mean? But uh, it's still in combination with people consuming that culture. So as we create it, other people are consuming it. I think there are more than enough humans who are consuming media in their own way that as long as you're different and you continue with it and it's slightly different, you know, same idea, but slightly different, you're going to have enough people who are going to watch you to be successful as long as you're putting out good content. And so even if you have your buddy right here, like, you know, like, like you were saying, like, uh, Vaughn, you know what I mean? He just yeah. got, he's a comedian. He kind of does all the same thing. He just, you know, and then you have Chris D'Elia, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like they kind of like, when I look at their podcast, it's like pretty much the same thing. Comedians who just kind of freaking jabber on about weird, whatever comes to their mind. And sometimes they have friends on. So it's like, they had the same exact idea, but it was them that was enough of a difference that they are both highly successful podcasters and YouTubers now. And they probably make more money off of creating media and creating culture than they do actually doing stand-up, which is like their job. You know what I mean? I obviously there's more like satisfaction doing stand-up, probably. But that's the same thing. So like if you have like a YouTube idea or you're stealing someone's YouTube idea, you should like just you being different enough, you being authentic, there's probably enough of a crowd out there who finds that refreshing that you both can be successful and you both can go help each other. Because jujitsu is in that cool place where we're not only creating culture, but we're consuming culture. And uh, I think we could really, uh, uh, what's the word? Thrive. Yeah. I think we could really thrive in that space right now. And we're in a unique place in time where you can make money doing almost anything. When I was a kid, it was like become a doctor, a lawyer, a teacher. You know what I mean? Like, very specific when you went to school it's like one of these seven avenues now you can make money doing anything interior decorator there's people who get paid just to go decorate you know what i mean i mean only fans like like they, it, an average person can just sitting in their room make money doing only fans you know but you live in a realm where we consume so much that as long as you're doing something decent like you could provide for yourself and i think we need to take advantage of that so like you you're doing you know this podcast that i think like is extremely successful and i love it and it's unique and stuff but i'm sure there's other people with very exact similar podcasting who are also being successful but they like you and your voice they like the type of people that you have on they like the open format uh of the the conversation and the dialogue rather than like uh, what's it called like strict uh, like questions and uh a roadmap so who knows you know what i mean who knows where it goes but i think that people should like like your opinion of it your 
your outlook on it where it's like, no, dude, like you should definitely do a podcast, do three episodes, even if it's, you know, the exact same premises are being like, do it. It's important. And I think it's, we're at a time in history where I think there should be as many people putting out good things as possible because mm-hmm. the, the less centralized it is, the better, in my opinion, because we already learned lessons in history about centralized news or centralized information. So, sorry, that was long-winded, but it just got me pumped to think about it. No, man, like, look, like I always say, this is your show. You you want to give a 40-minute answer? Give a 40-minute answer. I, 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 I actually think the listeners like that more. <laughs> I said that to someone once, and they gave, I said, dude, if it takes you 30 minutes to answer the question, take all 30 minutes. He took 45 minutes. That episode did extremely well. I was like, dude, <laughs> I need to start telling guests to talk more than me. I need to shut the fuck up sometimes. It's less work for you, and you get better, like, better results. Yeah. It's like, all I got to do is say, hey, so go click, hit record. <laughs> um, like, I, I do think that, you know, you know, with our society and, and our culture, you know, like you said, we, we have a huge opportunity for, you know, so many people to do so many different things and, and earn, which is, mm-hmm. you know, you got little kids now saying, you know, I want to be a content creator on YouTube and they can. It, it, it's not even a matter of like, Hey, I want to do this when I grow up. When I turn 18, I want to go and do this. Like you got kids that are like seven years old, eight years old doing content and you know they're enjoying it. And I think that's the important thing about any of this too, is when you do a podcast, a YouTube channel, uh, anything, it's you know, one would imagine it's something that you're you're doing it because you you're passionate about the 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 topic and the subject, but also do it in a way where you're going to continue to have that same passion, you know, mm-hmm. that you had in episode one up to episode 185, which is what this is going to be. Um, <laughs> you know, so I, I find it very important. You know, like I say, I always tell everyone, give it a try, whether it be YouTube, whether it be, you know, just a straight podcast, Patreon, OnlyFans. I don't, you know, whatever works, you know, give it a shot. And, you know, if you're like, dude, you know, I really like this. Also, I think something that's important for people to understand in in a lot of these realms as well is that it's tough to start sometimes, you know, those first few episodes I've had friends start a podcast and they're getting no traction in the beginning. It's like, well, nobody fucking knows you. Like, (laughs) like nobody knew. Well, I, you know, and I do get some shit from people like, well, you had BJJ wiki and people knew you was like, yes and no, not really. (laughs) I mean, they knew the memes that I reposted from other people. Actually, no, I would say out of all the posts that I have, I probably have probably fifteen original posts that I've done in total, and I've got like seven thousand posts that I've done. Mm. I, I I repost from other people, but I get yeah. the credit. You know, I make sure to you know say, hey, this is from this person, so that people know, and they can go back to you know your accounts, and now follow you. You know, so. But people are like, well, you had BJJ Wiki and that's how you got to follow. And I was like, actually, no. I mean, (laughs) that's yes, I had BJJ Wiki, but that's not, you know, what really sold. I think what really helped was the support of, you know, you know, a few close people in the community. They because I went back and I was looking at uh, the Instagram stories 
in the archive. And I was like, holy shit, when this started, there are people promoting this more than I was promoting it. And that, that was that that it you know brought a tear to my eye for a second. I was like, holy shit, like people care about what I'm doing. So now I need to care about what I'm doing even more. And you know, I tell people, you know, start up anything, podcast, yes, you know, do it and and and, and, and love it. It, it can be stressful. Yeah, I love it. It can be stressful, but you know, if you're passionate about what you're talking about and you love it, like jujitsu. You know, I would say everyone that I have on this show to talk about jujitsu, it is like balls deep, like <laughs> go, go, go. And yeah, uh, you know, I'm just excited to hear because it's like, oh, my God, you really love jujitsu. Like, <laughs> I love jujitsu, but you really love jujitsu. And, you know, I'll, I've, I've had people come on here and talk about um, self self help and, mm-hmm. and, and health and nutrition. You can hear the passion in her voice. And it's like. Anyone that's going to do anything, be passionate about what you're what you're doing, yeah. and you're going to go far with it. I, I, absolutely, like discipline and passion, right? Um, so I'm going to say a few things. Like I wrote down a few things while you were talking because you kind of like inspired me. But you you just got to start. So there's a quote in the Stoic realm that says like, "No wind is favorable for uh, for a sailor who knows not which port to say like he sails." You know what I mean? And so it's like, if you have like no game plan, it doesn't matter what the wind is doing, but if you know where you want to go, then you know, if you have favorable wind and unfavorable wind. So it's like, you have to have a goal, but here's the thing is like just having a goal and starting it because you don't know what it's going to turn into. You have no idea. Um, it's like what this started out as, and it turned into this famous thing. It's, it's like, they weren't, almost never is it like the end result is what they had envisioned at the beginning it adapted because just because they were sailing that way they found better options like you you know what i mean like they adapted they overcame but if they never started then they didn't they could never find what works and doesn't work so like there's that thing of the path path of least resistance it's kind of a similar thing where it's like as you go and you do something, you're going to find out, oh, I really like that. Oh, I, that's like easy to sustain. Or someone's going to be like, of the audience is about, I liked it when you did this. I didn't like it when you did that. So they start doing that one thing. So it's like you start casting nets all over the place. And it's like, oh, I'm catching way more fish over there than over there. Then you kind of move your fucking sailboat over there or you know, your fishing boat over there. It's like, and like, oh, I started doing this. And then as you're fishing more, you're finding out what's working, what's not working to get more efficient. If you never started casting nets in the first place, you never would have been successful and like, you know, found your rhythm. And so I had this quote. This was hilarious. Uh, you know, when you get those uh, cringy, like, uh, what's it called? Memories on Facebook where you like oh, wrote yeah. something. So I used to like try to do like inspirational things for my friends and uh, God, some of it's cringy, but one came up yesterday that I really liked, but it's like, as you start to branch out to find out who you are, it can be really discouraging because down most of the branches you go, you're going to see fruit. You're going to see somebody who's already like eating the fruits of their labor, you know? Yeah. And that could be discouraging because like, oh man, they've already done it. I'm so far behind. And instead what that should be is a motivator to see what's possible like oh man there they got that fruit you know what i mean like that means i could do that and a lot of people always see themselves as behind but they had to get started they had to plant the seed they had to grow they had to do the hard work like 
Yeah, it's like, yeah, you had BJJ Wiki, right? But you also had to build BJJ Wiki. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you never know what's going to transform into the other thing. Like, I had an intro course, and I'm sure a thousand people have gone up to X Marshall and been like, Hey, I want to, I want a sponsorship. And they're like, yeah, sure. We'll sponsor you. But like, what are you going to do? What, what are you doing that makes you stick out? And like, for me, I was like, yo, I want to like work with X Marshall. Look, I've built an entire intro course and I'm wearing X Marshall in it. Would you be interested? So now I've like brought them something and that's led to opportunities because like I, I initiated something and that's changed and modified and adapted and evolved, right? As time has gone into what i have now which i never would have guessed what i have now you know uh and what i think people underestimate because people are filled and this conversation's happened a million times all over the world but instant gratification right but what people people do not understand the value and the power of long-term slow moving consistency like just moving and having either the discipline or the passion i think motivation is awesome but motivation pales in comparison to discipline and consistency so like i started out as a shitty white belt as a matter of fact when i started wrestling i lost every single match and wrestlers like they have a lot of matches in a short season so like my first season was probably like i probably lost like 20 matches in a row you know and i won my very last match and so i like had like a like i don't know like a 20 and one record or you know one and 20 record rather and then my dad convinced me to do it in eighth grade uh like to like stay with it and i ended up going undefeated during my eighth grade season and people like how'd you get good i was like i i just kept doing it you know uh and in jujitsu, you know, what I mean, I started out as like a spazzy wrestling white belt, you know, and just slowly, consistently, just every day is because I was passionate about it and I was disciplined about it. And it's like I didn't start off doing main events, but yesterday I was doing a cage match uh, as the main event and I arm barred the dude. And I'm pretty sure I broke his arm, but it's like I was dressed as an ex martial elf. So I'm in there. You know, shortest, I mean, I'm 5'5 five, five on my best days, but I'm freaking wearing this ridiculous elf outfit in a cage, breaking somebody's arm as the main event. Like, that's who I've become just by staying consistent, <laughs> you, you know, as a black belt. And I went up against someone who's been a black belt for a long time. So that's all that to say. It's like, just get started. And this is like, I feel like connecting with me because I know, I know that struggle. It's like, if you have an idea, like it might not go the way you planned it to go, but follow what works and doesn't work. And it's going to blossom into something that you had no idea, but you've just created something new. And that's why, you know what I mean? Like you filled the space and that's the way like uh, plants grow. Like they fill the space that they're given. And it's, it's like, yeah, there's like the, the plant has like a game plan to like grow and get leaves out there. But the way they do that, it's going to look different for everybody but there's space for everybody. So with, just like in jujitsu, the only w way to get better is small little bite-sized forms of progression and staying consistent with it. But if you're going to start something like a passion project or whatever, you're going to lose if you're just in it to make money. 
you're going to lose if it's just something to like pay your bills or whatever. You have to do this as a passion because you're going to want to find resolutions. You're going to want to find ways to adapt and overcome. And you're going to put the effort into making that happen. And if it's like you have the option on a Sunday to either relax and hang out or do something like, oh, man, I want to get up and I want to like put a sound system together and get the Internet working and, you know, freaking connect with people, organize and strategize like, you know, doing this because I love it and it's a passion and other people seem to enjoy it. That's what's going to keep you going, that discipline. So like you either have to have a discipline and you're so invested in the outcome or you are passionate about it. So don't do this. I, I strongly encourage everybody to do it, but do not do it if you're in it to make money and do not do it if you're not passionate about it at all. Like passions, people are making hundreds of thousands of dollars just skateboarding because they're passionate about it. You know what I mean? So they didn't start skateboarding when they were like adolescents because it was making them money. It, came, it became something. So that that being said, that would be my message to people who wanting to start something that is like a podcast or YouTube or what, what's, what's where I'm like a self growing, you know, project. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, your, your word is as good as mine. Um, you know, I, I definitely agree with that when, when it comes to the ideal of, you know, doing any of these projects, you know, you get some people to say, Hey, I want to make money. And, Sure, that might be the end end goal, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But understand in that beginning, probably not going to make it. Probably it's probably going to be a long time before you make it. I have a friend yet also in the podcast world. He said to me, uh, he and his co-host are taking a hiatus. Uh, you know, just life. You know, yeah. conflicting with their schedules, and you know, we're talking. He goes, man, I'm just really bummed because I was really hoping to show it, you know, take off and I would, you know, be able to quit my job. And I was like, dude, you've only got eight episodes. <laughs> like, like if, if you come into this thinking like, hey, I'm going to do episode one and we're going to be rich and famous. You've, you've got a rude awakening coming your way because the, the big thing. So when, you know, people look at podcasting, you know, again, they look at Joe Rogan, they look at Thompson Gore, they look at mm-hmm. Fighter and the Kid, they look at Theo Vaughn, they look at Chris D'Elia, they look at comedians who are already well known. Right. So they've already kind of have a, a, a audience built in and then sponsors will then, you know, jump in as well. And, you know, trying to explain this to my friend is like, like you don't have that. And I hadn't quite started this yet. I think I was maybe three, two or three months away from starting off the mats. I think I just gotten my equipment. I was just trying to figure out how to turn the shit on. Like, <laughs> like how does this turn? Oh, I got to plug it into the computer. Cause I was like, dude, I don't have an adapter for this. I want my money back. I was like, oh, <laughs> uh, but you know, it's like, you know, as I'm listening to him say this, that's that's when it really clicked to me. It's like you can't jump into this with the ideal of saying, "Hey, I want to make." Because too often, you know, the instant gratification. People want the ideal, like, "I'm going to make money. I want to make money off this, and I want to make money right now." It's like that's not. It would be nice, 
But for us, you know, common folk, that's not something that we're going to get right away. Uh, you know, it, it's just yeah. you got to build your audience. You have to build a reason for anyone that's going to sponsor you. It's like, well, what are you offering to them? And then when it comes to the podcast world, especially, they want to see, hey, well, what's your audience like? How many followers do you have? How many listeners do you have? How many downloads do you get per week or per, per episode? Right. You know, and if you come out the gate, well, you know, I got my cool 15 downloads, <laughs> you know, for this first week. I was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I got potential because I in the second episode I got 30. Like, yeah, you're growing. <laughs> yeah, but like, like that's not gonna cut it. And I, I think also, you know, kind of going back just a step too, is like if you're doing content and there's already an ocean of people doing some of the content, it's like sure you could do the same thing as others are doing, but also think to yourself, how is mine gonna be? different enough what am i bringing that's just a little bit different yeah that's gonna make me stand out because if you know you come into this game of content creation you say like with bjj wiki that you know again like i said i don't do anything unique with it i copy everyone else's mm-hmm. stuff i give them the credit to make sure that that you know people know where it came from i see a lot of people do the same thing now and and it's working for them and it's like cool it's it's that simple. And yeah, I don't hold a monopoly on it. <laughs> no, you like, like you're like a retail uh, store. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the retail store, ninety percent of the time doesn't sell its own products. It just has yeah. a license to sell other people's products, right? And people still mm-hmm. know it. Like REI, you know what I mean? How many REI yeah. products out there are out there? And it's not many, but how many you know, like Cliff or Black Diamond or whatever other companies are selling through them? And uh, yeah, you can go straight to the Black Diamond website. But you're more pop it's like more popular to go to rei you know it's easier you're going to find better yeah. deals you're going to find a multiple multitude of things you want and that's like the way i view like bjj wiki and smart meme channels it's like they're taking a bunch of different uh products and they're putting it on one main channel bringing it all together it's like yeah if i want to go to that original meme page or like original like person who said it they might say something funny once in every 20 posts you know what I mean? However, this page like gets something funny every single time. It's taking like the best of the best and putting it on one place. So it's a very smart idea. But I, what you said was so meaningful in the terms of like the example for like the Apple. Like you said, when you first started, you're like, wait, how do I plug this in? And I've been there. You know what I mean? Where you're trying to learn those things. Like what plugs into what? Okay. Oh, now I got to download the software and an interface. Now you're like, you don't know these things until you dig into it. And it could seem like a daunting task. And then other people just have it figured out. And they, it's like they're sound engineers to your eyes. And you're like, that. that's what I mean by like the fruit. It's like you're sitting there and you're like just trying to grow as a seed. And you're seeing like all the things that have to happen before you become a fruit. They did that. They learned just like you. They sat there one day trying to figure out what a freaking like micro USB was adapter to whatever, you know, or the interface. And they're trying to figure out the best software, but they figured it out because they were passionate and their passion overcame the, the ability to look like an idiot. You know what I mean? Because when you first start, you're going to look stupid. If you do jujitsu, then you know that if you're going to start and what sucks in jujitsu is like losing hurts. You know, I mean, looking like an idiot is painful physically, you know, like, as you're going to get armbarred, you're going to get smashed. However, like 
if you're trying to learn uh, how to hook up a mic or you're trying to figure out which mic is best and you just don't know these answers, not knowing that isn't painful. It's frustrating. But if it's it's if it's passionate enough for you, then you're going to figure it out. And then you're going to be the one eventually one day who's sprouting fruits. You know what I mean? And it looks like you're the sound engineer, but you have to they don't understand that you were there one day with, you know, your head up your ass trying to figure out like the smallest little steps and you look like an idiot. And that passion is important, like extremely, extremely important, because like you said, like he got discouraged right off the bat, right? Saying like, I'm eight episodes in, I really want to pay my bills with that. This pa this project needs to be so passionate for you that you go to work, but all you're doing is thinking about your passion project on the side. You know what I mean? Like you do a little bit of work and you're like, hey, how am I going to do that with this? And how am I going to blah, blah, blah. So when you finish work, it's like funding your passion. And then eventually, slowly that passion takes over your work, you know what I mean? Or replaces mm -hmm. it, but it's like a slow thing. And like work shouldn't affect you. Work should be, it shouldn't become like work. And then I have to do this on the side. It should be like work is funding this passion project. You know what I mean? And you're just, you can't wait to get to it. Life gets in the way, then it's not a passion. You know what I mean? That's a hobby. Like this guy, when, for all the people who do jujitsu out there, when life happens, you know what I mean? You still do jujitsu. You go to work, you do jujitsu. One day you become a black belt and open up your own school. You weren't planning on that when you became a white belt. You weren't expecting it. You know what I mean? Like when you were a white belt, like one day I'm going to open up a school and pay my own bills and I need that to happen like now. No, dude, you got to wait until you've earned that, you know, and you know, that's going to take time. The thing is, most people don't go in there wanting to do that. They just go in there because they're passionate about it. Like I said, they go to work, yep. bam. And then it's like, oh man, work's getting kind of crazy. Life is getting crazy. I'm going to go to the morning class. Oh, I'm traveling. I'm going to see if there's a gym where I'm traveling to. You know what I mean? Like they're so passionate about it. They find ways to make it work. So when you're doing these side hustles, you're doing these side projects, uh, you like, I, I think you have to be passionate about it because you need to find a way to make it work when life happens. You know what I mean? You need to find a way to make it work regardless of like what work is doing to you or what family's doing to you or whatnot. That's when you become the person who finds all the answers to all the problems. You know what I mean? But people who run away because there's too many more problems than answers, there's other people who find opportunities in every problem. And that's when they're passionate about it. So and the other thing is like they want you to win. Like, yeah. The algorithm wants you to win. They want, they want you to manufacture a new audience who's listening to you. They want more people listening to your content. If they're not against you, they want you, but they they're not going to promote you if you're not consistent. You know, if they're looking at the algorithm, they're like, oh, this has been here for eight episodes, and this one's over been over here for two hundred episodes. I I'm, I might as well promote that one because I know the two hundred and first episode is going to come out. This person, I don't know if the ninth episode is going to come out. You know what I mean? They want to see that. So you have to earn your way to that. You know what I mean? Like it's just unless you have a famous friend or something like that. But still, remember, your first eight episodes are probably going to be garbage. Your first 100 episodes are probably going to be garbage and they're going to be adapting. And they're probably not going to be anything close to the end result. 
If you look at the first video of Mr. Beast compared to what he's doing now, there's a, a lot mm -hmm. of cringy stuff on there. But it's adapted. It, like what made him famous is the things that he evolved into. So it's like you have to go through the growing pains. You have to go through the teenage awkward stage where you're trying to figure out how to become, you know, a man or a woman. You got it. It's hard. But in, guess what? Passion and discipline is what's going to get the, you there and consistency. So like when I hear that kind of stuff, it's like you it's got to be so much as a, of a passion that you find a way to do it no matter what gets in your way. And if you say I'm like, oh, I really wanted to do that. It's like everybody wants that. But the people who earn it, that's a way bit like it. I think people go into this all wrong, all wrong. And so I don't know. That was a, another I get I, I I guess because I've just survived a lot of things. You know what I mean? Like I made my gym thrive. Like my gym is doing awesome right now. And I've made uh you know my Instagram grow enough where it's like people recognizing me when I travel all over the world now. So yeah. like even I went to uh you know, and I shouldn't say all over the world, but people know me in Great Britain. You know, they've like contacted me, people in nice. Australia. Um, I was in Puerto Rico and people, you know what I mean, uh, had knew who I was in Puerto Rico. I had this guy in New Jersey who was like, hey, I'm moving to the area. I've been watching your gym and your, or your Instagram for a while. Can I come train with you? And now he signed up him and his kid at the gym because, uh, you know, we won the last Bigfoot brawl, which is a Pikes Peak grappling. Uh, it's a local competition that we do and we destroyed. And I did all that, you know what I mean, in a year or two. So, like, I have just gotten over, like, I've just come to the realizations of these things I'm preaching about. You know what I mean? Where I've, like, adapted, I've evolved, I've survived some pretty crazy things like we talked about in my first episode with you. And uh, coming out on top that that was passion that made it through it and that's why when you see those people who are extremely passionate about those things and then they see the actualization of their hard work it's like they're emotional about it because they know the amount of effort they put in you know what i mean to making these things work so yeah you can't just be like man eight episodes in i was really hoping to get sponsors and pay my bills that's just you can't go into it those people are going to fail right off the bat and I will be honest with um, he and I had a conversation more recently and I, the show's back up and running now. Good. Um, after I think they've been off for a year, uh, yeah, about a year and a half, maybe. And, you know, they're, they're back in the saddle and Good. he and I were talking and, you know, the, the talk of, you know, this being a career for him came up again and, you know, basically mentioning, you know, I'm looking to make money off this. And I, I told him for myself personally, you know, I, I've ne I never came into um, Off the Mats or uh, Colompton Beer Club, which is our other podcast. Or So You Like Horror, my uh, horror podcast. None of these came with the thought of making money. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the thought for me with any of these projects, well, at least two out of the three, was to really just reach an audience right with the horror podcast i love scary movies a lot and <laughs> it's like you know let me get into these communities and then i was like well 
we have some good conversations. Let's record these conversations. Right. You know, with with Colompton Beer Club, that was more of a, you know, just me and my buddy like, you want to do a podcast? All right, what do you want to do? And we're sitting there recording one night while drinking. I was right. like, what would you give this beer on a scale, scale one through 10? And then that's how it kind of just happened. So, you know, like you said, you go in with one ideal and, you know, where you end up however long down the road, maybe the furthest thing away from that original ideal. Because I think with Colompton, we were really just trying to figure out well, what the fuck are we going to do with this podcast we're recording like right now we don't know what we're going to do we, and we even sat down and had a meeting about it too you know writing notes and then we started recording like Shut on. And he's like well dude you've got a podcast and i was like yeah that doesn't mean that i can make any podcast work i mean right my podcast work and and now um you know it's doing well you know sometimes we get some pushback because it is just two guys being silly saying dumb stuff like yeah but it, it, it's also like look it, it's our thing and and that's also the big thing too is like make your thing your thing you know if if you're doing this yes the audience might say hey this might sound better if you do this you know maybe some suggestions to try to you know boost your quality or even saying like hey you know we all really like this but then also there are points too where someone might really say hey I don't like that you make fun of LeBron James. Well, I don't like LeBron James. So <laughs> if you like him, go make your own podcast and, and yeah. you know, have a suck fest with him. But me, I don't like him. I don't think he's a bad person. I think he's a wonderful person, quite honestly. But and I, I don't think I don't like him. I don't like his fans. <laughs> That's what it is. LeBron's probably really cool, but his fans are insufferable. But so, you see, like, like you see how touchy it is that you have to like justify your position just by saying it on here. It's like <laughs> controversial. Well, because I always think about because I'm a big football fan. I live in the Baltimore area, mm -hmm. and I don't like the Ravens fans. I don't like the Baltimore Ravens fans. But then I started thinking, I, like, I think I kind of like the Ravens. <laughs> but because of the fans, I'm like, man, fuck the Ravens. Like I hate the Ravens now, but in, in reality, deep down, I'm probably like, dude, like I got a Ravens jersey upstairs, like, <laughs> but I won't wear it because the fans, like, oh yeah, you're one of us, like, nah, <laughs> nah, like, because when when I'm cheering my team, I'm sticking with my team. I'm not gonna complain because they they you know didn't get it on fourth and one. They're like, oh, they're overrated. We're bombs. Like, dude, you lost two games all year. You've lost two games. You're fine. Relax. Be okay yeah <laughs> yeah but um but yeah it, it's like you know take your your project and make it your project yeah. you know have your personality shine through it and you know just love it because at the end of the day if you if just like a plant if you if you love that plant you give it the sunshine that it needs water it i think like you put like plant food i don't know i heard people like feed their plants i'm not sure my grandma has a bunch of plants they're all alive i had an ivy plant and it died and they're like how'd you kill ivy like, <laughs> i don't know it just turned brown one day and i threw it away and my, i killed a, i killed one of my grandma's plants and she brought it oh. back to life and i was like oh nice like, it, this thing was dead and like when they came back from florida like i called her I'm like hey so before you get home, just understand this. I don't know what I'm doing. You ask me to do this every year and you lose a plant every year. And I came back over uh, like a week and a half later and the fucking plant was green and, and thriving. I was like, what the fuck? So yes, like treat your projects like 
a plant mm-hmm. or hell, like your child, you know, nurture it, raise yeah. it, you know, care about it. And, you know, it can become anything. You know, like yeah. I said, Lompton was who knows what the fuck that was going to be. But it turned into something where we record weekly. We have a lot of fun with it. We talk about sports. We talk about beer. You know, we talk about current events and, and you know, those are all things that just happen on accident because organically, basically, we're sitting here just talking, you know, anything can be a passion project. But if you mm-hmm. go into it saying, I'm going to make money off of this, you know, it, it, there's a weird line because I don't want to tell people don't ever have a dream of making money. Right. But when you go into that project, don't think that you're going to make money day one because no. it's highly likely you won't make money day 367 <laughs> yeah you, know? you got to be what's you got to let it grow organically mm-hmm. right like if you're forcing it it's not going to happen like it's got to grow organically and not organic you know people talk about like getting members organically whatever or getting like followers organically or growing their podcast organically rather than paying i i mean organically as in like it naturally goes the way it's supposed to go you know, yes. um, I, I, there is this, if I had any advice to give to people, right. It's like, just get started, things like that. But, uh, one of the things about you, it's like, be authentic and let it grow, let it happen organically. If you follow those two things, it will be okay. You know what I mean? Like it, it like, let's say you weren't authentic and then like, it never worked out. When you look back on it, you're going to be like, uh, that was cringy. But if you were just authentic, you know what I mean? Whether it works or doesn't work, when you look back on that, you're like, oh, well, like, yeah, that was me. You know, like it's a different, it's like when you go to a competition and you wrestle all nervous. And then when you lose, you're like, oh God, why was I doing that? But like, if you're just going out there and being authentic and giving it a hundred percent, and then if you lose, you can look back and be like, Oh, that was like, cool. That move was cool. Oh, I almost had that. You know what I mean? And it's like more about learning. So it's like, be authentic, let it grow organically. Like you were saying, uh, the other thing that we were kind of, uh, you were kind of hinting at, but I saw this guy talking about making money with their passion projects, right? He says, uh, when you put timelines on making money, he, he's noticed a direct correlation with the the sooner you expect to make money the less money you you usually make over time mm-hmm. he's like the more pushed off you consider about making money then like the more you'll probably make in the long run and with people who do things to never make money you know what i mean and like one of the examples he kind of like mentioned was like vincent van gogh like died pretty much penniless did all those things i he probably was trying to make money to like live and stuff but he did all those things because he was like psychotic and it was his passion and it's like what he did as like a survival passion and now they're like he's considered one of the greatest painters of all time and he's like his artwork has made so much freaking money over over the years you know what i mean so the the idea is he says when you do things to that like satisfy you that comes out in your work but if you're doing this just because you need it to make money you know then you don't get the same sort of uh 
authenticity into it. And so I had written this thing a while back because I write this blog for my buddy. And so I kind of a motivational thing. And I call the duality between uh, effort and work. Like what is effort and what is work? And okay. it's very important because it's like when I do the gym, when I'm doing the gym, yeah, it's a lot of work, but I don't consider it that. It's like effort. Like I'm enjoying doing that and I'm putting a lot of effort into it. When I used to work cybersecurity, that was fucking work. I hated it. And I didn't put like my heart and soul into it to make it work. I just did what I needed to do to keep my job, keep my metrics good. And, you know, and that's kind of shitty to say, but you don't realize that's what you're doing. That's the difference between like having passion in your work and not. And if you're doing like a podcast because you're like, oh, I need this to make money. You're not do like uh, you don't have that same authenticity, that same like uh, channeling of your authenticity into that and so if you're doing that just because you have a message to get out or you're just wanting to connect with the community that you're going to feel that like joe rogan like when he got started he just loved talking to these people he never planned on it becoming more famous than cnn and being more powerful he's like one of the most powerful people in the freaking united states right now you know what i mean like what he says people like flock to you know what i mean he like like CNN, like basically like declared war on him and he won. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like people tried to cancel him and he made more money. Like he didn't do that as like, oh, I'm doing this because of money. He does this because like he's very passionate about it and you can tell and he wants to do it. He wants to talk to these people when he's having these conversations. You can see it in his eyes. So uh, that that effort versus work. Right. And I tell my wife this too. like. Or when people say like a marriage is hard work, I'm like, if you think a marriage is hard work, get the fuck out of it right now. Like a marriage should be effort. You should like, it shouldn't be like, fuck, like I hate this. Like there's going to be hard things, but it's like, you love the outcome of it. You know what I mean? Like with a podcast, if something's going hard, it doesn't feel like work figuring out the solution. It's just like a speed bump. It's like, if I'm trying to get to California, it's like, oh, I have to navigate this traffic. And sometimes traffic sucks but you're still just doing it. You know what I mean? It's not, and you'll know exactly how important it is to you that when you run into these roadblocks, how quick it is for you to stop. Like, oh, this is probably more work than it is effort. This is probably like something I shouldn't continue because it's not passionate for me. Because you'll know once you start hitting roadblocks, if you start, if you start stopping or if you like, that's when it's like, it holds you up an obstacle. Like, the way you view obstacles changes when it's effort versus when it's work, right? And Absolutely. you will not, you will not do work. I promise you will not do work if it's voluntary. <laughs> so if like a podcast, you know, like now I'm using your friend as an example, but the reason I'm using that is because I've seen a thousand people try to start side projects and it went nowhere. And the reason is, is because it's like when you had the option to record or not record, if it felt like work to you, you didn't record. If it was effort to you, if it was passionate, you were recording, period. So it overweighs the things, like what do you really want to do? Do you want to sit and watch TV on your day off or do you want to fucking record? You know what I mean? So it's, I know that was another thing, but did what, did, and why I'm saying makes sense, like effort versus work and. No, absolutely. Absolutely. 
up. And I never really looked at it that way. At kind of a similar, uh, you know, I, ideal, you know, especially when it comes to the ideal of work, because m- my previous job was definitely work, and I, you know, mm-hmm. I ended up leaving. My current job now is it's work, but it's like I love doing it. I'm working yeah. in the community. I'm helping people in my community. You know, I, you know. I, I get to watch growth and, 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 you know, just, you know, come up with solutions to help individuals yeah. in the community. So, you know, the ideal of like work versus effort is like, well, to me, that's not even work, you know, cause it, you know, if I wasn't getting paid for that and you're like, Hey, you know, can you volunteer to do, do this thing? Yeah. You know, we're like, yeah, absolutely. You know, it just happens that I'm getting paid to do something that, yeah. you know, I would have volunteered for, you know, any other time. And they're like, Hey, here, have some money, right? Like money. <laughs> That's a job, right? So like your job could be work or your job could, uh, have, uh, require effort. You know what I mean? So like your old job, you worked, but this job you put in effort. You know what I mean? Like I, that's the way I view it. So when you like, when, like you said, would you do this and not get paid? And if like the answer was like, yeah, or if it's like, hey, can you do this this weekend? You're like, yeah. You know what I mean? That's effort. You know what I mean? You're putting in the effort. But when you're like, uh, can you work? Can you volunteer this weekend? You're like, bitch, I already work for you at 40 hours a week. I'm going to spend time. That's work. You know what I mean? Like you're you're putting in work. You're not putting in effort. So I think it's very important that uh, the, we're, we pay attention to the semantics. You know, so like Absolutely. what's work versus effort? So it sounds like your job right now. You like putting in the effort at your job, but I would not say you put in the work because that's way different to me. Even when they call meetings, I'm like, all right, I'm down, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm down for the calls. You know, it's, it's like, you know, the ideal of like, like you said, overtime as an example, Mm -hmm. it's like my old job is like, Hey, you know, is anybody available to work, you know, an extra day? I was like, nah. I'm, I'm not that guy like, because my days off were like Sunday and Wednesday. So it was like, no. And Wednesday I would train like in the morning. So it was like, absolutely not. Like, no, you, you can pay me, you know, 10 times and a half. And maybe, maybe that <laughs> but like, basically like, you know, the time and a half wasn't enough for me to say, well, I'm going to go ahead and skip practice to come in yeah. to get yelled at for things yeah. that aren't my fault versus, <laughs> you know, this job. If the, you know, they're like, Hey, th- there's a rumor that there's supposed to be an extension of like our time out in the community. And I was like, that's not a problem at all for me. I, mm. I just have to now adjust the schedule differently. Right. But I'm still here and, you know, let's make this work. Uh, you know, when it comes to the podcast, I mean, last weekend I recorded, we skipped Friday night because we rescheduled it. Because I thought I was going to record Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, Saturday, I think I recorded three times. Uh, then Sunday, I think I recorded uh, two times. And then Monday, I had to basically from exhaustion at this mm-hmm. point, I had to reschedule to Thursday. But, you know, I do the podcast, you know, in a way where um, I don't compromise family time. Right. Know? It's like there are pockets of time that would be considered free time to myself that I will fill that gap with recording. Uh, So, you know, it's like, like, 
you and I were supposed to record a few weeks back. Something came up and I was like, okay, I can't record here. Now I lost that pocket. The unfortunate thing is the other pockets were now all full. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, shit. like, okay. Because, because in, in some ways, you know, I could say, okay, well, I have this time that I was going to play cards with my daughter. I can, mm-hmm. you know, sacrifice that, you know, but to me, it's like, I just don't feel right doing that. You know, it's like, Hey, you know, Sophie, go over there and, you know, play Mario Kart. I'll be done in, in an hour and a half or something It's like versus like, okay, I got this hour and a half window, two hour window, you know, instead of me sitting on a couch and watching, you know, free games for the, you know, the games today, it's right. like, look, I want to record because I know I have this window. And then right. uh, I, I recorded with one of my teammates during the game. He likes football too. <laughs> and it just happens as we're talking. I was like, well, shit, dude. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> turn the mics off and go watch the game. But, you know, it, it's like, yeah, if you're passionate about something, you're, you're definitely going to find reasons and ways to do it versus the opposite, you know, where you find reasons not to do it. You know, there's, I don't think there's ever been an episode of the podcast. That I can say I found a reason not to record. Yeah, exactly. I release an episode every Monday. That is the rule. I can't miss a Monday. I think I missed one Monday. It came out on Tuesday because of technical errors because I'm still learning. I'm 185 episodes, technically 195 episodes and technically, and I'm still learning. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I mess up, but the, the goal is always to have an episode ready for Monday morning at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern time. And and the thing is, you know, at no point do I ever, you know, schedule to record with anyone I don't want to record with. Mm-hmm. At no point do I ever schedule with someone that's going to have a topic that is too heavy for me to handle. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm an emotional person, so there are some topics that I might, like I've gone into some topics that are extremely heavy despite being emotional about it. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's important for the person to get their message out, but it's still one of those things where it's like, I can't do it too, too often. Right. Um, you know, cause even though I do jujitsu and I, I build this as a jujitsu podcast, this is more of a, the people in the jujitsu community podcast. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you come on and say, I want to talk Dragon Ball Z, let's go. <laughs> Let's I don't go, know baby. shit about it, but <laughs> let's go. Um, if you come on here and say you want to talk about mental health in, in the jujitsu community, I'm all for it. Um, you know, th- these are just, you know, things that sometimes needs to be addressed. And for me, I'm here to be that, that uh, connector to the community. Yeah. So, you know, and, and I do it with passion. You know, yeah. You know, if because we're on different, you know, time zones. But I think with you, I am ahead of you. Two hours, hour. yeah. Two, Two hours, hours, yeah, yeah. And then I have, um, I record with people in in England, uh, Spain, Sweden. I think I had someone in Australia once. Yeah, I did. I in Australia. Yeah. And and the thing is, I've had people ask me like, "Hey, would you be able to get up at eight a.m. to record?" It's like on Sunday, I would prefer not to. <laughs> but like yeah like sure because again you know if we don't do it then we're not going to do it any other time number one and number two it, it's it's you know a passion it's like look i want to hear your story exactly I want this story yeah. to get out there 
Yeah. It's like for me, like getting waking up. I, I hate waking up early, but like, it's like, oh, my boy's got a competition. You know what I mean? Like uh, a few hours away, you know, like one of my students or whatever. It's like, you do it because you love it. You know what I mean? It's not, yeah. yeah waking up doesn't, it's not like it sucks, but it's not like even conscious that it sucks. It's just, you do it. You know what I mean? Like you just execute. So yeah. I, but if you had me waking up, like when I was waking up early for the military, you know what I mean? I was like, every day was like, God damn, why do I do this? <laughs> so yeah, you find out really quick what's passion and what's work, like what's effort and what's work. And man, if you're starting your passion project and it sucks, you're like, you're already finding obstacles that you don't want to deal with. Then you're like, ah, it's not going to work out. Sorry. So. Um, I was going to uh, real quick ask about, um, you know, watching, you know, watching the show on YouTube and just looking at the background and then thinking about editing. I wanted to ask you about that because yeah, I, I know for myself, I, I, I sometimes struggle with editing and just the mm -hmm. ideal of potentially doing this video, you know, with, with video, you know, I, yeah. I was wondering like, you know, for you with editing, like how, you know, what's kind of a, um, time window if, if any i mean you know I, like like for Colompton, we don't even edit we just put it out we don't do anything to it we don't change you know we don't cut anything out so i was wondering with you is there an editing process for you or you know yeah as you're going you just kind of drop it and then like <laughs> you know looking at the news background it's like okay that's cool like you know how did that all work out for you as well so like uh yeah like you're talking about adapting and overcoming i've been making videos and figuring out creating way creative ways to edit ever since like you had those big recorders back in the 90s you know what i mean and we just like had fun with it and it's you know we've watched it grow with like mac with like a garage band and iMovie and you know you can do a lot of uh these i don't know really creative things and so what i did is uh I edit a certain amount of it, right? So I put a green screen in the back. It's pretty easy, you know, to uh, do certain things with the editing. And then I actually send it to people who do like the fun little things because I don't have the time, you know what I mean, to uh, do the small stuff anymore. So what I do is I pay somebody to do like the small uh, details. There's a word. Yeah. So like the cool little things just to punch it up. You know what I mean? And then to extract shorts from it as well. And so like for me, that was worth my time to do that. So that way I could create more content. But back in the day, I edited all my own stuff all the time. And then I just started adapting with what, what is more worth it. Like would I pay, would I pay to have those three hours back in editing? And since I'm doing like five videos a week or whatever, you know what I mean? However many, you know, that's like 15 hours a week. Like, man, could I, what would I pay to get 15 hours a week back? And if that, you know what I mean? Like overweighs it, but, uh, yeah, I mean, GarageBand and iMovie have more than enough tools for you to start a very good editing, uh, foundation. But then, there, then you realize that there's people who do this full time for a living and then could do what you do in three hours. They could do in 20 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, just because they have they paying for all the best software and they they've done it a million times. They got things on backlog that they can reuse and adjust. So you just have to figure out like 
what is worth your time and what's not worth your time. You know what I mean? For them, they put all their effort into editing. And for me, that's not my passion. My passion is uh, creating. You know what I mean? So it's like if their passion is editing, which a lot of people, their passion is editing, you know, taking like the raw form of something and making it something really cool as an end product is a very cool feeling. I've, I've felt that. However, to me, it, it, like, what would I rather do, edit or create? And I really like creating. So it's like you let them do their passion and they're getting paid to do their passion. And then you're creating and doing your passion. You're supporting their life and you know like they're helping boost your life so to answer your question like right now uh i do like very little editing i just set up i set up the storyline to how i want it and then i send it to them so that takes me very little time and then i let them do i let them take creative uh expression like autonomy creative autonomy for them to make it look and sound cool and since they've been doing it a long time they know it works and doesn't work so you know they've already solved that <laughs> okay see yeah i always wonder about that when it comes to because people have suggested doing this on youtube and have a having video for it i'm not really a video person if you if you've noticed i've been hiding behind a mic <laughs> most of the show like it used to be I, I had uh my desktop and there was a camera on top and i would have the camera where you don't really see like, <laughs> half my face you might see my eye you know but um, I, last week I was on Swinosa's show and, you know, it was a full production show, like talking about, uh, horror movies. I was like, holy shit. Like, this is, <laughs> this is nice. This is a thing. So I want to ask you, it's like, okay, now let me ask like the editing time, which I, I think that's, that's, you know, brilliant because it's like, holy shit. I, I didn't think like, cause to me, I'm not a control freak. Right. But I am very much like like okay i know how i want this or at least i think i know how i want it i don't know like maybe you know again you get somebody that actually knows what they're doing they see and they're like you know this might work better you right. know or you know i already have this preset already loaded up we can go whereas me i'm fumbling through notes like so it said to put this at this doesn't okay oh shit did i <laughs> did i save that oh no i don't know if i saved it now i gotta start right. all over from scratch so um that, you know, but learn something new here, and you, know, you, you you might be helping BJJ Wiki evolve to to <laughs> YouTube. Maybe, yeah. I mean, if you don't like being on camera, you know what I mean. Like, don't do it. That's the beauty of like your passion project. It's like do exactly yeah. what you want to do, and that's mm -hmm. what that's what you've earned by putting in the effort. But if you cool. want to do YouTube, I I would suggest finding someone to do the things that you don't want to do. You know what I mean, and it, you have to do the cost benefit analysis because if they make it that much better where you're benefiting from it, then it's like, it's worth the cost. And now you're not putting as much time in it. So it's like a kind of like a win-win. So, yeah. it, and then you also like, let's say it's doing well enough where I'm going to make up numbers. You know what I mean? And trust me, these are not correct numbers, but let's say you find someone who wants to, uh, Let's say you get $300 per episode. You know what I mean? And then you're like, well, fuck it. If I could put $100 per episode and I pay somebody $100 to edit this episode. So all I have to do is record it, send them the raw data. And so now I'm losing $100 an episode. But now, like, it's already paying for itself. 
Um, I'm only making $200 an episode, but now they've made it that much more advertising where I boost my audience by 50% automatically just because it's on a new platform and it looks better. Now you can go to your sponsors and then be like, yo, look how much better it's doing. I want 500 or $400 per episode. And they're like, yeah, cool. And so now it's free and it's paying for yourself and you've grown your audience. And you know, I mean, I, I don't know, like that's, that's kind of how I view it in a business sense. No, no, it makes perfect sense. Um, yeah, I, I definitely get that because I'm thinking it's like, yeah, like, well, like I work with another podcast called Nerd Rage Radio, and I actually run their Facebook. When I say I run their Facebook, every so often I put up an article or a meme and say, hey, guys, I'm still alive. Uh, but what Bobby has done with uh, Nerd Rage Radio is we have an Instagram uh YouTube, Facebook, and someone, you know, we all have someone different handling, you know, a different social media. So they just do the recording. And then I think we have somebody kind of making like video clips for the podcast and throwing it on Facebook as well. Uh, You know, we have someone, you know, it goes over to Twitter. So it is like delegating work. You know, right. out, you know, because with that community, everyone's very, very much like, hey, we, you know, we want to help. We want to be a part of this community. So in order to be a part of the community, how can I help? And, you know, and I've always thought about that, but I've also thought, too, it's like, yeah, I, I, I'm i always like, like, I'm not even sure. Like, like you said, you, you kind of hand to, you know, the editors, you know, kind of the the layout that you want, the story that you want. It's like sometimes I'm just like, I don't even know what I want. Like when I'm doing <laughs> this podcast, it's like we talk and then, you know, what story we end up with is what we end up with. And then I just go back there and try to clean up any of the dead space or, you know, if there's a distortion audio, I'll try to fix that. But I definitely will look into into maybe making that transition and or at least addition. Not sure. I'm definitely going to yeah. keep the podcast, but maybe add from time to time and then just maybe pay somebody to do it it doesn't cost a ridiculous amount it depends where you go and what quality you want obviously but you're like hey i'm recording this can i just give you the raw data you edit it accordingly you know what i mean and then post it on these days and for them to do that and like oh also create a thumbnail like it doesn't take in like let's say you're finding it very beneficial then you might like, hey, I want better thumbnails. I want it to look better. You know what I mean? And you can afford that because you see the benefits from coming. But raising your audience by 50% just because you're on a new platform, and it's very easy for you to say right now, hey, guys, go check me out on Face or go check me out on YouTube. How many people will convert to YouTube? You know what I mean? And then you're already like big in the algorithm because you're like, whoa, this new person has a bunch of followers already. Like YouTube algorithm wants to benefit from that. So for me, it's all about buying back time, right? So that's the biggest thing is I I want as much time freedom as possible. And if I don't like editing, because I would rather spend time with my family than that, then it's worth the money. So for me, purchasing time is the way I view it. And so I like that. Like I like purchasing time. You know what I mean? It's not worth it to miss out on time for these things that other people can do as long as it's being paid for. You know what I mean? Like in another sure. sense. So yeah, it. I strongly suggest it because man, you like, you know, it's a lot of time to edit. It's a long time to edit and not editing. It can't, it's fun. 
but it's like, would I rather be doing something else? And there might be somebody who's somewhere who uh, could use the extra money. You know what I mean? And it's like, man, if the podcast is already paying for itself, this might be a way to benefit those things. And now I've bought back that time. You know what I mean? I've bought back a few hours of my week. And what am I going to do with those hours now? And be very intentional with those hours. So I guarantee when we're on our deathbeds, right? How much money would you spend to be back in this and like buy an hour of your youth, right? And then so you start really evaluating what what time is worth. So yeah, if I were you, I would look into it a lot because you, you I think you could only benefit from it. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Definitely. Um, and, you know, definitely took a lot of pointers from this um, episode, just like in talking with you on that and and just got really encouraged because it's like you know again uh, you're having fun with it right you know as i see it as i'm looking at the show it's like all right you know you're passionate you know you can hear the passion in your voice versus like you know it's not like it does sound like a chore you know oh, yeah. like you want to be there so that's good all right man um i can i do my shout outs real quick and then i'll let you get back to your day <laughs> I was just about to say, let's go ahead and wrap up. Let's get some shout outs and some mentions in here before we get out. So what you got for I'm, me? I'm sure you're going to put the links up like you normally do, but uh, it's my Instagram is Chad, the dad underscore BJJ. I'm pretty proud of how I've grown that because I've always been like a nobody. So now to have like some what of a following is kind of cool. Um, Chad, the dad BJJ. My school is Flow State Jiu-Jitsu. If you look at flowstatejj.com. Uh, I used to have this thing called like Flow State Online and stuff, but now I've converted it all to the YouTube. And the YouTube is Chad the Dad BJJ, and my handle is Chad the Dad underscore BJJ, so it's consistent across uh, the platforms. Uh, but if you go there and it's not there or you haven't seen things update, it's probably because X Marshall is gonna. I'm gonna move over to the X Marshall platform and do the same exact thing for the X Marshall channel and become an X Marshall athlete, which would be really cool because I love X Marshall. And what they've done for me uh so go check those things out if you're ever on my instagram or my youtube you can go to my link tree and then that's where you'll see my blogs my vlogs um all the other things i support and i'm gonna move this real quick you see like this the dad republic i'm chad the dad and this company's uh kind of did a little sponsorship thing for me so like you'll see in my link tree um i believe strongly in like stoic values stoic beliefs um and conservative values or not sorry not politically conservative values but like conservative as in like simplifying your life um and making things easier concentrating around the family so uh chad the dad was a name given to me but i've really like i've grown a passion to being a good dad and being that type of uh role model i guess in terms of for my kids but also the fact that i want other people to be the best dads that they could be and that goes in with being you know tough on your kids you know and this whole thing so anyway uh if you go to my link tree you're gonna see uh all the things how i learned languages how i uh write in my stoic values and uh, my instagram my youtube it's all going to be there and i really appreciate the support and uh you know the jujitsu community has done a lot for me and i love everybody in it pretty much besides the people who tried to burn me but uh that's another story but i love the jujitsu community and what it can do uh, and 
look like your channel, what it's done and what you do for me. So thank you so much. I want to continue to grow the sport. I want to grow the culture. I want to grow the community. I want to grow BJJ in every aspect, in every realm, in every branch. Uh, and you are somebody who is contributing to that in multiple different facets. So thank you so much for being you. And uh, thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely, man. Thank you. Um, uh, one thing I, I do want to point out, too, is like when you do your post and you tag me, uh, I, I definitely, you know, get them back into the stories. Like sometimes you do the collab tags, which I'm, yeah. you know, always fine with. I have an order that I always post in. So sometimes I miss the, the no problem. The collab tag, you know, it misses the, the order. But hey, man, that that helps a lot on my end, too. Um, so thank you for including me, you know, with the tags and everything, because that's helping, you know, my platform grow, like with the stories, I don't do a lot of stories. So when I get tags and stories or, or tags and posts, I share them to the stories Yeah, and you know, those numbers boost as well. So thank you. I do appreciate it. Yeah. I, um, I do it. Like I, I'm like, if this relates, right. If this relates, I'm going to tag him. If it's something that I could see potentially, you know what I mean? Like worthy of a BJJ wiki like post, then I'll invite you as a collab. However, I know that it's only going to be a fraction of the time, but I'm just doing it. So you have the option. i never get offended or anything when it doesn't happen. And like the same thing with X Marshall, it's like they have a lot of athletes that they want to advertise. So I like invite them to be collaborators like almost every time when I'm rocking their gear, but I know they're probably going to pick me like one in 10 times because they have an order. So it doesn't offend me. I'm just giving you the option. So that way you have a library or a queue that you can choose from at will. Um, and I am going to go back to making funny videos. I just, you know, getting the YouTube started, you know what I mean? Was something that was like, uh, it, like, you know what I mean? You're balancing like, okay, oh, how is this going to flow and stuff? But yeah, like my goal is to have, you know, at least one funny video a day and then you know one got kind of stemming from my youtube and then like maybe even one that's just kind of like more motivational you know what i mean so i like cover all three so like three shorts a day or three reels a day and then the long form content will come out and i'll tag you in those and feel free to take whichever one's the best and eliminate what's not going to work for you because that's the whole idea right is you need to cherry pick the absolute best so that way your channel is the best you know so it, it don't bother me at all. In fact, it shows me which one was good and which one wasn't. So I can exactly figure out like what's working, what's not working, which is important. So. Absolutely. And, and that, that format I think is excellent too. Like doing the three posts, that's actually how I do mine as well. I, I do a meme, I do a technique video and I do something where it's, Oh. You know, whether, whether I'm promoting something or, or trying to inspire, you know, whether it be something about mental health or suicide awareness yeah. or I could be promoting, you know, if you've got a, you know, rash guard that you're trying to sell or a gi that you're trying to sell. But that's always right. my third post um, in, in the run. So, you know, you know, a good, good little uh, flow there. So, hell yeah, I, you know, and it'll work. I know it'll work. Um, <laughs> and as always, for everyone else out there listening. Thank you very much for the support. If you have any questions, concerns, or criticisms, always feel free to reach out to me. You can find me at bjj.wiki on Instagram or Off The Mats Podcast on Instagram as well. Either one. I'm all over Instagram. I got like 
14 account. So you'll <laughs> find me. I'm sure if you're following something, it's I, I, I'm willing to bet green money. I'm behind that account just yeah. somehow, some way. Uh, dude, that, that, it's, I got problems. Yeah. Um, <laughs> want to give a big shout out to my friends over there at Nerd Rage Radio, Bobby, Chris, Joe, Marilyn, Phil, Ricky, Tiki, Raul, um, everyone over there. Thank you. If it wasn't for Nerd Rage Radio, I wouldn't be doing these podcasts more than likely. So that's where I got my start and ventured over to do my own thing just to, you know, have a little bit of a different, different flavor to the cool table network over there. Um, I also want to give a shout out to um, a new, uh, not necessarily a sponsor, but uh, I guess maybe a sponsor, uh, Grapple Guard Soap. Uh, they reached mm. out to me and they're going to be on the podcast uh, fairly soon. We're going to talk a little bit um, cleanliness and jujitsu as well. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, Grapple Guard Soap, um, I have a promo code. So if you guys want to go try it out, uh, if you use BJJ Wiki 25, it gets you uh, 25% off and free shipping. So uh, go check out Grapple Guard Soap. Uh, I think they're just Grapple Guard on Instagram, but if you go to grappleguardsoap.com, uh, you can check it out. And also, go check my links. I got them there too. Um, and then, last shout out is going to be to my other podcast. So, you like horror? If you like scary movies, and we just got out of spooky season for the normies, but for someone like myself, it's spooky season, you know, 365 kid. I watch a scary movie every single night. I watch them go to bed. Again, I got problems. I'm talking it out in therapy right now. I'm trying to work <laughs> on me. Um, but <laughs> go check out that podcast. Uh, we just recently released for Halloween. We did a discussion about Rob Zombie's Halloween films, mm-hmm. the two of them, and and really went into it because those movies get a lot of uh bad uh people don't like them because it's not the original. But guess what? You can go back and watch the original, you can do that too. <laughs> but um you know, that's the latest episode. And the next one upcoming is going to be as we're talking about horror through the decades. We finally made it down to the 2020s. We started at 1920. We've made it a full 100 years. So here we are at 2020. So we got that episode coming up on the 17th of November. Yeah, we're in November. 17th of November. Uh, so go check that out. You can also find us on Instagram. So you like horror. All the words separated by underscores. And then also big shout out again to my guests here, Mr. Chad, the dad Myers. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for always making the time and sharing your knowledge with us as well, man. Thank you. Absolutely. And as always, like I said, I love you guys. Thank you so much. You all keep listening. We're definitely going to keep making these shows. Thank you, everybody. And bye. Now let me see his song.